Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I'm Will Heisentruit, and this is Sometimes Baseball. As usual, I am joined by writer, journalist, editor, broadcaster, former communications and corporate communications intern, former distinguished video coordinator, and my good friend, co-host, David Bourne. How are we doing, David? Will, I'm great over here. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Now, two's fun, but three's a party. With that being said, we are joined by a very special guest, video creator, social media guru, outfielder, owner of a fantastic mustache and a personal page on Baseball Reference, and the founder of the Smash Leets brand, Ryan Tao. How are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful. That is fantastic <laughs> to hear. All right, so before we get the show started, let's run through the agenda. We're going to start off and get to know Ryan Tao's uh, brand a little bit, Smash Leets, and really just get into like how that started and everything uh, relating to that. Then we're going to go into the usual what you've been thinking, basically the most meaningless things we've been thinking. Uh, then we're going to go into Today in Baseball History, and that'll lead right into a discussion on what we, were, what we would do if we were commissioner for a day. Off of that, we're going to do our hot takes for the 2020 season, and then that'll lead into trivia, which will lead into our draft, the worst hours of the day. And we're going to finish the show off with the song lyrics of the day and bring it all home with the trending Twitter topic. If any of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David or our guests like Ryan, you can be a part of this show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, you can DM us at Sometimes Baseball. And on Twitter, same place, reach us at Sometimes Baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash store slash Sometimes Baseball. If you don't like any of the current designs, you can reach out to our email, which is, you guessed it, Sometimes Baseball at gmail.com now with that all the way let's get on to the brand so ryan your brand is very impressive as you're closing in on a quarter million follower network so can we get some background on how the smash Leads brand started so originally i was going out to colorado like we talked about before the show uh to play summer ball out there and I went and recorded a video where I hit a baseball off of the top of a mountain. <laughs> and I got in contact with a guy who owned an account called Baseball King, which is now um, the baseballer. They, like, rebranded. Okay. Uh, but they have over half a million uh, followers on Instagram. And him and I slowly built a relationship, sent that over to him. He posted it for me posted it on vine because that was still a big thing then. oh my gosh i remember vine <laughs> and it got like two and a half million loops on vine and then on instagram it kind of just exploded where yeah. i had like whistle sports posted uh the score house of highlights and like a couple more pages with just millions and millions of followers and so after like all this had happened the guy who i originally talked to was like hey man you should start like your own page and see what you can do with it and so i was like okay so i posted that on there i started it up and that's where the smash leads came in um that just kind of like was a name that i picked where i was like okay smashing baseballs is one thing and then athletes just just put it together yeah smash them together exactly yeah and then it just yeah <laughs> and then it just kind of stuck from there and i only posted i think three times that summer and then i didn't touch it again until the January of 17. Okay. And then pretty much when I picked it up there, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I know, I see all these big baseball accounts, all these other brands. 
I think I could do this better my way. Yeah. And so I like started in early January of 17 and I think I've maybe missed a grand total of a week and a half, like eight, nine days of posting since then. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like it started out as just baseball and then it went to softball and then I made a picture page and then I've, I've made a bunch of different ones that to see if I wanted to get into that field. A lot of them I kind of put on the back burner. Yeah. And the four I really focus on right now are the baseball, softball, pitching, and then golf as yes. more recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've seen all of them that you have. In addition to Smash Leads, you have the softball page, the pitching page. You have a gaming page, a mm -hmm. soccer page, the golf page, a fitness page, and then an all-around sports page. So my question is, do you, does this take up 100% of your time, or do you have a host of people helping you out? It's, it's all me right now. Oh, wow. I've, so I pretty much work. I go to work. I work a full-time job right now, and I do like nine hours there a day while trying to do this throughout the day on like four to five accounts per day. Yeah. <laughs> and then at night I end up like trying to find content or either make my own. So I end up having like an 18 hour work day. It feels like almost every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I enjoy it. Like the, the whole grind process is something that just drives me to do it more and makes me want to keep mm -hmm. getting higher and higher. Yeah. Yeah. You're not really working. Like if you're like enjoying it, like I, Oh yeah. I just finished school and like, I enjoy the entire school process mm -hmm. and like, and just now doing this, that take, this takes up my time now. And it's just an enjoyment of it. <laughs> it's something that like you keep wanting to put more and more effort into the more you start enjoying it. Yeah. Like, I completely understand. Yeah. hundred percent. That's great to hear. So as I mentioned in the opening, you have your own page on baseball reference <laughs> and this is my favorite part of it. It says you bat unknown and you throw unknown so can you clear this up for us wait a minute where is this which page is this We're, we just did our research on oh, ryan Tao and oh, it just came up on baseball reference <laughs> where is that wow that must be ancient holy no, it, it has your 2019 2020 stuff all there like <laughs> yeah i don't even know if that's me no, it's that's got like wild. your college on there, Arkansas or whatever. <laughs> what is it? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Baseball, what? Reference? What? <laughs> I am lost. Where did this come from? It was like the second or third result. <laughs> You've made it big, man. Right? Yeah, I just searched my name. Holy. Yeah, what is this? I have never even, like, known this was a thing. I guess this is, like, all coll uh, collegiate stats. So, I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that, that threw me off a little bit. But, yeah, hit bats unknown, throws unknown. So, <laughs> I, uh, I'll say that, like, the school I went to, right? Yeah. Uh, I went to it because it was, like, it seemed like a good fit for me. And I, I ended up, I didn't play because we got, like, four conference rings four years in a row. So, like, we Holy had, God. like – top guys and my coach would even like was like we have all americans i can't really <laughs> get around it but i mean even like with that like i didn't really mind it the fact that oh, i was yeah. there was cool enough for me and i enjoyed like i said i went back for a fifth year uh, paying out of my pocket yeah just to go back and enjoy it again yeah so 
we also took the liberty of going to your school site and your junior year picture is just fantastic. <laughs> so what oh, yeah. uh, inspired this lovely stash? <laughs> so I started doing it my sophomore year. And every year since that year in the fall, I would grow out a mustache for like three or four months. Yeah. And it got like, I think that year I grew it out like the longest and it was like, <laughs> out to here by the oh, end yeah. of it. Like he was in massive Raleigh fingers <laughs> oh yeah that was like the goal <laughs> yeah uh ryan was on your instagram page and i saw that you had the chance to play at minute Maid park so i have a two-part question here with the first part being uh, just what was that like you know i love being in uh big places when they're empty or you know they're oh. uh they're the capacity is like i just think it's like the coolest thing so in obviously being able to play baseball on on a major league field must be an awesome experience Oh, yeah. So that was actually this year was the second time that I got to play there because my freshman year, well, I guess I didn't because I redshirted my freshman year. Yeah. Uh, we went down there as well for the first tournament of the year. And like you said, the experience of just being there is something of its own. Like you get to go down. We got to go down like in the locker rooms throughout like the weight room area, uh, see like all the different parts that you don't normally get to see as like a normal fan, yeah, which yeah. was just so cool and the, like the feeling of walking on a big league field you really realize like wow these guys are spoiled like, they <laughs> yeah. are spoiled rotten i had the opportunity to play on a minor league field and i'm like this blows away any field i've ever played <laughs> anything on anything i've ever played on <laughs> yeah like, like they the, have, the grass alone yeah. was just oh, flat like there was mm -hmm. no hops no bad hops not a not a chance of any bad hop happening yeah. like, it was so cool because they, like, they buy the grass in, like, these big uh, rolls, right? And then they just, like, mm -hmm. roll it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just put it down. <laughs> it's pretty crazy when you think that somebody's full-time job is to just take care of that oh. baseball field, like, every single day and make sure it's yeah. absolutely pristine. You need a college but, um, degree for that. Which is yeah. insane <laughs> to me. You'd think you could but, go out and get somebody who's like, yeah, I have a business, and be like, okay, we'll bring you on. <laughs> do this yeah geez yeah like that that's such like a cool thing plus you get to like watch all the games for free i mean that, that's good if like you're a diehard baseball fan so the second part of my question would be for both of you guys if you had to pick one mlb field to play on besides of course ones that uh you've already played on ryan which would that be and what oh coors field 100 percent. one because the air is thin and so if we're using college balls, they're going to go way farther than they should. <laughs> yeah. Just because. Two, whenever I was there and got to see it like a, a Rockies game live, the atmosphere, not just like fan-wise, just being around that field was super cool. Like the sunsets, like the visual part of it was awesome. The scoreboard is like a big mountain like that has like the colors of their team. Like it just – it's visually so cool to me that it was something that I would, like, love to go do. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite parks that I've been to just for, like, the visual aspects. It's oh, right yeah. up there with uh, Oracle Park out in San Francisco. Like, oh, I would love to go see that one. Um, I guess my answer, Dave, it would probably be Fenway Park. I would like to patrol left field there. I think that would be fun with the green <laughs> monster behind you. That's, that's like my runner-up. <laughs> Plus, I wouldn't have to run as much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I wouldn't want to play center. Seeing what Jackie Bradley Jr. does is – that looks very tiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to be a stud. Yeah. Uh, David, what's your answer? 
I'm going with Dodger Stadium. I was there probably four or five years ago, and we caught a game. It was, I think, the Dodgers against Milwaukee, and we sat in the lower bowl, and I just remember like going pretty close to the field before the game to take a picture, and I looked out in the outfield, and I just thought it was like the coolest thing being out there. It's probably gorgeous every day. Yeah. Yeah, Chavez yeah. Levine. Never rains. That that's huge. exactly. I think that's yeah. how I felt at Minute Maid. Like standing in that outfield, just it's like a around. It's enormous. it's humongous. The lights yeah. are thousands of feet up. It feels like, and yeah. just, like they're just so bright. <laughs> and yeah, like it makes you wonder, like how? Uh, do you remember Josh Reddick hit like the roof in like a playoff oh, game? Yes. The, the like how did he like, hit that? out of the stadium? I don't understand. <laughs> that's so much power. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, gosh, that uh, yeah, that that must have been like an awesome experience there, Ryan. I, oh yeah, jealous. <laughs> definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Oh, 100 percent. All right, so now we're gonna move on to the next segment of the show. What you've been thinking? So, who wants to start us off? So, I don't know how big you guys are into like the video game scene, but I've been looking at the whole Doctor Disrespect thing going on, and I can't figure out why he was banned off Twitch. He got banned, and Twitch, like, hasn't given an explanation at all. And the guy has had millions of followers on there, and it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Huh. What, uh, what is, uh, what's his main game he plays? Are he saying something on there? Like... <laughs> no, he play, he's a Call of Duty partner, so I know he plays a lot of that. But he's more of a variety streamer as well. First-person shooters, I think, are his big thing. And it just seemed to, like, out of nowhere, Twitch was like, all right, see ya. And gave him nothing. <laughs> he doesn't even know why he was banned. They haven't told him anything. Did he tweet something out? Uh? <laughs> he tweeted something out the other day and was like, I'm lost. Like, I have no idea. Interesting. Oh, gosh. He's probably losing so much money, too, because all those Twitch oh, yeah. streamers and oh, you know, the yeah, like, revenue, all you get. Yeah, they refunded, like, all of his subs, which I know was, like, tens of thousands. Yeah, wow. geez. That's cr- yeah. Like, why? Like, <laughs> if he didn't do anything wrong, like, who, who's blackmailing him, or, <laughs> or who does he have blackmail on? Like, <laughs> geez, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine like building up to like a millions and millions, and then just all of a sudden, just someone just taking it away from you for no reason. That's that doesn't seem fair at all. <laughs> no, especially if they don't really tell you why or like why? what you yeah. did. Or give an explanation, just kind of drop out of nowhere. And, like, I think Twitch's response right now when somebody asked, or, like, a news channel asked them of, like, what what would be the reason? They said, we don't really know. <laughs> How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, geez. That's like uh, asking, like, a politician for an answer, and they <laughs> skate uh, around it. Or asking yeah. Astros if they were cheating, and uh, they just skate around it. <laughs> just get right around, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right, David, uh, what you got? Uh, so I'm still searching for more like full-time job opportunities and things of that nature and trying to figure out what I'm doing next year. And I was looking on a website last night and I found a, a GA position to work in the athletic department of some D3 school in North Dakota. That made me think, how much money would I have to be paid <laughs> in order to, to, to live full-time in North Dakota? Uh, Will and I went to South Dakota I guess two years ago now in the fall or almost winter, and it was absolutely miserable. So oh, I, I was just, 
I was just wondering how much money would I have to get paid in order to live there full time. You know what's crazy is I actually had an offer out of high school in South Dakota, and my like thought process was, okay, this could be so cold come the winters. <laughs> Do I really want to go here? Like I, I yeah, couldn't you- get an official visit, so it was like, mm, this is like a <laughs> – <laughs> kind of a it, it was coin. brutal up there man it was oh. so cold oh, oh gosh all right i have the pictures of before and after the game so david and i both worked for our college football team as okay. field coordinators for duquesne football nice and so the duquesne football team had their best season ever and they ended up going to the playoffs and they won their first playoff game. And their second playoff game was against the South Dakota Jackrabbits, one of the perennial powerhouses in the, uh, was it FCS? Yes, yes. FCS, yes. yes. And so we went up there in December <laughs> and we got off the plane and it mm. smelled like cows. Mm. <laughs> and so here's, here's the picture before the game. Okay. Very nice field. One of the nicest yes. fields ever. Uh, behind there is their sports complex, just a massive building. And this is after the game. <laughs> oh, my. It was the coldest I've ever been. I was probably wow. 75 feet up filming the game uh, in, in, from a tight angle. And the wind was blowing directly at me. The snow was hitting me in the face. And, um, yeah, that was the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did like I did film work for my school where I went and filmed like our football games as well sometimes and our like the area I was had a little pocket where there was no walls so wind would come in and I would be freezing there but like I can't imagine having snow as well (laughs) oh it was miserable I can imagine David was on the field, so he was standing in the snow. I don't know. That's, that's, that might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. It, it was a brutal experience. But oh, um, man. So I think just that alone has scarred me, and I'm, I'm never planning on entering the Dakotas for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so. You'd have to get a seven-figure deal, I think, uh, David. Not a D3. Yeah. <laughs> As a GA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's my pointless thought for the day. Uh, I've been so tired recently, and I really wish I was alert more. This really brings about the question that I thought was kind of interesting. Would you rather keep your current sleep schedule or have the option to hibernate for three months and have nine months of 24-7 alertness without being tired? Mm. I know for me personally, I would take – halfway through November all the way through halfway through February off because that is the baseball off season and I would I'll, I'll sleep through that and uh, I'll just catch up on the free agency deals <laughs> and then uh, just be t- alert 24-7 for the nine months of the baseball oh. season I think that's what I would do but at the same time like there's so much you could miss out and I don't know <laughs> what are your guys that's, thoughts on that oh that's tough because see like last night I uh I got home. I like I leave work at five. Uh, it takes yeah. me like forty five minutes to get home. Uh, like I have it like scheduled out every day, trying to like maximize my time. Yes. <laughs> I go home. Uh, I go straight to the gym to work out. Uh, I get home at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then I I stream Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at like nine ten, mm. at nine ten p.m. And then I think last night I got like three hours of sleep because of that. Jeez. 
Uh, so like I, I end up getting like three to three to five hours every night. And I honestly, I'd say I'd probably keep what I have. Okay. Because yeah, especially for you, you got to post, you've only missed eight or nine days of posting, so you got to <laughs> <Yeah>. post. <laughs> and, like, there's so much that goes on every day that a lot of people don't realize that I, like, put a lot of effort in just to find out. Uh, I think I think I posted some videos that Aroldis Chapman posted, like, 30 minutes after he had gotten it up. And mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't even know that he put on his story um, because it was just something behind the scenes that I think people would enjoy. And it's just, it's like, those are kinds of things that people don't realize mm-hmm. that like goes into it. So like that effort and like time that I put into it, like I it feel like it's worth it. So mm-hmm. I, I'd say that I would keep the sleep schedule that I do have. Yeah. And that, that that's, that's what's the toughest part for me. Cause that's probably my favorite part of uh, the sometimes baseball thing. It's like, I just love finding like those little intricate stories of just like oh, yeah. random fun things. Like uh, I usually, I post like a today in baseball history and like that, that it's made it onto the show. And it's just fun to think about, talk about, learn a little bit. And yeah, so like all that intricacy, that's, yeah, no, that, that's a good answer and <laughs> for sure. David? I've never really thought about anything like that before, but uh, I like my current schedule. I think <laughs> um, I'm, usually, I'm usually pretty alert and ready to go. I'm, I'm definitely sleeping more than, than three to five hours a night like Ryan is. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty comfortable that way. So I think I'll stick, uh, stick with what I got going on now. All right. Good enough. All right, so now we're going to move on to today in baseball history. It is July 16th, and on July 16th, 1916, this was played in Chicago. The Cubs and the Brooklyn Dodgers played a 16-inning 7-7 tie called on account of darkness. (laughs) So how important have lights become to the game? Oh, very. Very, very important. (laughs) And that's what sucks. Yeah. Like, so my school, we didn't have them. We really? didn't have lights. So like our double headers would be like on the Saturdays would be, we would start at like 9 a.m. and then have to have the second game at like around noon, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Just like we never had a game under the lights, which sucked. Yeah. But I mean, it's when we could play. So we had to deal with what we had. Yeah. Geez. I remember uh, growing up, we we had games scheduled like 10 o'clock sometimes, 10 p.m. And like, that was just like the coolest thing. Cause it was like, uh, like, uh, gosh, like the, just like the feel at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock mm-hmm. midnight. Like when like you're playing baseball and it's midnight, like, like it's the coolest thing. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not the coolest thing as a fan. I'm sure our parents. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, David thoughts on lights being added to the game of baseball. In high school, not many of the fields around us had lights on them, so you only played, like, one or two night games a year. And it was just awesome because it was, like, a big deal. You know, people really looked forward to it, and um, there's there's no better feeling than getting out there under the lights. So, uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I loved it, man. Good, good for lights. I, I welcome them. Good for lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it also helped the game of baseball grow considerably because more people could go to the night games because they yes. were working all day. So the first night game was held May 24th, 1935 between the Cincinnati Reds and David's Philadelphia Phillies. And of course, Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis was the commissioner back then. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Kennesaw Mountain Landis, his name is on the MVP trophy that uh, the American League and National League player receive each year. So he was the first baseball commissioner, and he served from 1921 through 1944. 
which brings us into our <clears throat> next segment of the show. And this question is, if you were commissioner for a day, what would you add, subtract, or change? David, give us yours. So um, as I'm sure the, both of you saw, there are all those videos of uh, the catcher cam that the yes. Brewers did during um, their, I guess, like exhibition games the other day. Yes. And I think there's, yeah, there's no reason why that can't be done during every MLB game for, and, and, you know, you could see crazy replays. You could even get like a live pitch in there, here and there. And I think it would just be awesome for, for fans, for viewers, and for the players even. You, yes. you might be able to get something out of that. So I, I would add those to, to every game. Yeah, Come my favorite part agree. of watching uh, the spring training games is when they have the mics on the players too out in the field. And they've been doing that the recent mm -hmm. star games too. And I love that. So, yeah, adding both of those would be awesome. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah, geez. Uh, David, anything else? I was thinking maybe to change, I would tinker with, like, the, the challenge rules a little bit. I don't like the idea that you can, like, wait and see whether you want to challenge the player or not. I think there needs to be some more risk involved, maybe like football. Like, you, you got to throw a flag on the field and you got to do it quickly, you know. I don't know. Somehow I would tinker with those rules. Got <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, oh, geez. It's got to be like, all right, got to throw the red flag now. <laughs> Get it on yeah. Yeah. right now. <laughs> all right, Ryan, let's uh, hear yours. So I've got a few. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the first one that really came to my mind is the price of food and, say, beer. <laughs> because I don't like going to a game and having to pay $12 for a beer. It's that is ridiculous like the the ticket prices are already decently expensive which i can i can get that that's totally fine i wouldn't want to change that because that makes sense but to have a a nine dollar hot dog and a twelve dollar beer yeah the, the hot dogs are like four inches long yeah like it's not even like unless you get like a dodger dog yeah like yeah and a half long like why i just don't see why it's so expensive when you could make so many more sales if it was, say, like, just $3 cheaper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I go to the games, I don't leave my seat because there's no reason for me to leave my seat. I'm no. not drinking anything, so I don't have to go to the bathroom, and I don't want to eat anything at the ballpark because it's low-quality, expensive food. Yeah. Yeah, make it more of a family atmosphere, I believe. Yes. Like, when I buy a beer, like, I literally will just baby it. <laughs> I will make it last just so I don't have to go spend another 12 bucks to $15 on another one. Yep. Yeah, no, I hear that. We're going to put our names in for the commissioner's pool next time around. <laughs> uh, the next one I had is, is this is a big one to me, is uh, copyright laws. Because I think that because they are the way they, like, the way they work now, where they, they will copyright anything that is their content that is used off of their sites, which I think is honestly killing the game. Because like you look at the NBA and you look at uh, NFL, like just those two alone, there's highlight pages. There's thousands on thousands of highlight pages all over Instagram and Twitter yep. where they can post stuff with like copyright free. Mm -hmm. You look at, you can look at the followings of each of these leagues. Like you got mil tens of millions for each of them where baseball has only got, I think maybe seven or eight right now. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I think it's just slowing down the growth and almost killing the growth of the game as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, you can't get access to any of that, uh, like real access to any of that stuff until you're like a massive entity in the game. Like yeah. the, the cut fours, the MLB vaults, the, 
what else? Like the pitchers nation. People that are like close ties with the MLB. Yeah. Uh, that or you have to pay for the, the premium pricing of, which is ridiculous. Like I, I personally like have slowly started going farther and farther away from posting MLB content just because they, the Rangers copyrighted a video that I posted, like reposted from Joey Gallo where all he was doing huh. was hitting BP at the new stadium uh, before it was like completely built. I gave him credit, tagged him in the video and everything. Yeah. And they copyrighted me and my account got shut down for like three months. Really? Wow. That's like I don't count that in those like eight nine days oh, okay. <laughs> because it, it wasn't up like it just yeah, was like you didn't gone. the option yes okay jeez um which is I just think it's dumb and the last one I have this is my favorite one uh, because I think it's a little controversial for some I think you guys would agree as well is I would strip the Astros of their title <laughs> just take it away jeez I, I think yeah. it, it it's just like the fine they gave, my my personal opinion on it was it wasn't enough, and it just felt like a slap on the wrist, really, because mm. you, you see, like the Dodgers got it taken away from them, the Yankees potentially got it taken away from them. I just, I just I think that there's just so much more that could have and should be done about it than what has been. Yeah, I think the toughest part for the fans of the game was seeing how nobody got suspended outside of the managerial yeah. executive positions. I think that was really tough for people to see because, yeah, like, no, no, none of the players were hurt by this. Um, no. But, yeah, I, I think uh, definitely needs to be revisited on the uh, – the, how, how hard the hammer was brought down on them or lack thereof. I agree. Yeah, all right. No, those are all great thoughts. All right, so here are mine. I have three. Um, I think they're all – they all kind of make sense, and I think they could make their way into the game. I think one of them definitely won't make their way into the game. But so two all-star games every year. One before okay. the season. You One before the season starts. Uh, you're going to have that in a warm area like Los Angeles or a dome stadium, so you could have it even in Toronto. And one mm -hmm. in the middle uh, in a place that – couldn't have had a game in those cold March months. So like mm -hmm. a Minnesota, for example. And so you get to see Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Juan Soto, Ronald Cooney Jr., Javi Baez, Arenado, Bellinger, Yelich twice a year. And I think for the game, having two all-star games would be fantastic. The first one at the beginning of the year just to kick it off and then one in the middle for those off days and then just revisit some of the greatest players in the game and get ready for that second half stretch. So your guys' thoughts on that. How would you uh, say the, the first All-Star game, right? Would it be preseason, you said? Yeah, like before the season even started. So would it be – how would they do that? Or would you think? Would it be like – say they vote. have a pre – fan voted? Okay, I didn't know yeah, if it would yeah, be yeah. that or like from the previous season, the guys that proved themselves as All-Stars for the entire year. I think you could do like a fan voting starting lineup and then like let, let the managers like decide. So mm -hmm. someone – Who's, like, really good but isn't popular? Oh, that's tough. Oh, dear. Any baseball player? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Oh, gosh. I, don't, I can't even think of anybody else to talk Like about. a Frankie Lindor or somebody like that who – Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, like doesn't, doesn't get a lot of mainstream media coverage. Yes. Or, like, a Trevor Story. Like, I'm sure not a lot of people know him. Um. Because it's all Aaron Nata. upsets me. 
Yeah, because <laughs> that guy's amazing. Jeez, I, I, I debated having a Trevor Story trivia question, but I got a different one. But, yeah, so I think that would be awesome way to start off the season and just to get people excited about it. And then, cool. so my second idea is to have a price spend floor per team. So take the Yankees, for example. They had Ellsbury on their books for so long, and nobody wanted that contract. But now you implement a price floor, and he suddenly becomes, quote-unquote, valuable to a team that is rebuilding and needs to get over that price floor. So it keeps the good teams efficient. Mm -hmm. and helps the bad teams by having big names on their roster. This one is a th one I think will never be implemented, but I think it would help <laughs> the game of baseball and just to make those the, best, the good teams better and the worst teams spend a little bit more and be more big players on the free agent market. I'd like to see that work, but I could just looking at like managers throughout the league, I just don't know how – they'd be like, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because D David has told me he's a big ba uh, basketball guy as well. And he, he tells – what was it you were telling me about uh, basketball, how, like, uh, bad teams will just take on, like, these huge contracts for, like, a year or whatever? Yeah, basketball and hockey, I think they've got floors. And, um, like, it encourages bad teams to just, to just sign players, basically, and get some names on their roster. So a lot of times veterans get overpaid. And then, um, or their money gets traded to the bad teams in order for them to, to hit that specific minimum. Mm. Yeah, I think it's not a, a fun idea, but I think it's something that could make sense. But you'd have to have the small market owners, like the Tampa Bay owners, sign off on that. And I don't know if they would. <laughs> but they're run probably the most efficiently of any team in baseball. So I don't know. Yeah. After watching the Pittsburgh Pirates for the last four years, I could definitely say it. <laughs> they could have benefited from, from having that floor there. Mm. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was no fun at all. All right, so this is the last one, and it's draft pick trading and a lottery system. So if you're a team and you want to trade draft picks in the name of going for it, more power to you. I think this is long overdue for the game. I think there's a lot to benefit from this. It gets more parity in the game. So you have uh, – you could have those bad teams stockpiling prospects and then reloading, and then two, three years, they're back in the playoff race. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? David? I do like the idea of the lottery system. Draft pick trading, of course, is a little riskier in, in the MLB just because half the time a first-round pick doesn't even make the majors. And, you know, somebody you grab in, yeah. like, the seventh or eighth round will be an all-star. But – um. <laughs> It would make things like the trade deadline and, you know, just other trades in general more interesting. So, overall, I like the idea of it. I don't see how it can hurt. I'd have to agree with him. I think that, like he said, the first-round picks, a lot of the time, you're not going to have your King Griffey Juniors that often. Like, it's just not something that's going to happen more than once every 20 years, really. But I do think that it could be beneficial like you said, with trade deadlines, like you could see so much growth for a team met way quicker or much needed. Like it just, I feel oh, there's so many. I just think that there's a lot of teams that could benefit from it. But then at the same time, maybe not. Just because yeah. like, you see a bunch of prospects, right? They build up and then to just go, that could have helped them way more than the big names they're trying to sign. I just, it's a, it's a tough question for me. 
Yeah, yeah, and like I obviously didn't uh, take the time to create a well thought out plan of just <laughs> how like <laughs> I didn't have my my five step plan on there, but um, oh yeah, this is just something I made up real quick. But um, yeah, no, I on the face value, I think it makes sense, but it would be tough to implement. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we're gonna move on to our hot takes for the twenty twenty season. Ryan, what you got for us? I'd like to say that if there is ever really a time for them to switch it up, now is the time. Let's see. Like I, I wrote down for examples, it'd be like what you guys talked about the other day, the extra innings, different runners on per per inning. Yeah. I think that'd be huge to just because there's nobody there, it's a shortened season. Just try it. Just yeah. try try different things to see if they work, if they don't work. If players enjoy them, if fans that are watching on online or streaming the games, if they enjoy it or not, why not? Mm -hmm. That's that would be the, my first thing. Yeah, the uh, Carrie's plan of like uh, the build up, the amount of like uh, the drama as you go on. I think that'd be fun because now it's like it's pretty much the games are going to be over by like the eleventh inning at the latest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, you got any uh, other hot takes for the twenty twenty season? Yes, I want to know, is this the first time we'll ever see a team go undefeated? Because it is only 60 games. And I think, what, it was the Dodgers. I think they have the best record. It was like 51-9 and nine in 60. Yeah. Which is impressive. But it's a shortened season. Like, there's, it's such a better chance. It's 100 games gone. Like, I, I think it's possible, but it would be, like, it would have to be, like, literally perfect. Yeah, it's literally perfect. I, I don't know, because baseball is one of the toughest games where it's about as close to a coin flip as you can get on a night-by-night -night basis. Oh, yeah. Like, basketball, like, I don't know, David saw the Philadelphia Sixers lose how many games in a row a few years ago? Too many. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, the number, it was a record, I think. Wasn't it in, like, the wow. 30s? No. Uh, it was. I think they went 10-72 and 72 one year, and <laughs> they – yeah, they lost. They set a record for consecutive losses. Good lord! Yeah, um, yeah, and like basketball, it's like it can be more lopsided on a night by night basis. I don't know because I really only see like the best team winning forty eight, maybe fifty games, um, mm -hmm. and I think that that would probably be the Twins. I think they posted uh, on their Instagram the other day like their lineups for uh, an exhibition game that they were playing, like an inter squad game, and I, I commented, I was like. It's ridiculous how both of these lineups are serviceable in an MLB. Mm. Like their their roster is loaded, um, stacked up. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think it's possible. I think that'd be amazing. I think that'd be fun. I, I'd like to see how oh, long definitely. the longest winning streak is at the beginning of the season. What did the who was it? The Indians? What did they have? 20, it was like twenty two and zero. To start yeah. the season off, something like that. No, it was in like the middle of the season. They win like twenty-two and zero. Um, yeah, that that was crazy. I think that's the longest stretch in history. I think so. I think yeah, they passed like the A's. Or, mm -hmm. I yes. believe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Money ball. So the last one that I had, and it's kind of another one, but it's like ah, uh, it could maybe happen. Yeah. Is will there be somebody that finishes with a four hundred plus batting average? I'm here for it. I hope it happens. Because, I was, like, it's doable. Yes. It's definitely doable. I know the latest one that I saw when I was researching it was Chipper Jones in 2008. Through the first 60 games of the year, he finished with like a 409. 
Yes, I did see that. Yes. I, yeah, I think it can happen. I don't know. D- David, who do you think could uh, get that 400 batting average? Everybody keeps throwing around, uh, like, Luis Arias. I was about Minnesota. to say it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's like a second baseman, middle infielder kind of guy. He, he's the name I've been seeing a lot when people talk about that. But um, one of my hot takes was that I do think somebody is going to, to hit over 400. I'm so baseball. glad that we had a similar thought with this. Yeah. <laughs> baseball needs it. I think after the fiasco of trying to figure out this season and then – the Astros at the beginning of the year, I think baseball needs somebody to hit 400, as long as it's not Jose Altuve. Um, oh, God. <laughs> that will be the end. Yeah. Everybody will – the hate that's there will just go through the roof. They'll be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, they're, are they using the buzzers now? Like, what's going on? Because they came to the trash can. Everybody would hear that. Yeah. But, yes, I think – I think it would be the most fun thing. I think best case scenario is Mike Trout hits 400. I think that's best case scenario for MLB. I don't think he's going to hit 400 because he's going to hit. Has he um, has he decided if he's going to play or not yet? You guys know that. I think he's on the fence, leaning towards yes that he is going towards to. Yes, play. okay. But it's tough because he does have a kid coming on the way, so I don't know. Yeah, I remember like, him seeing that, like his kid with his wife on the way. It's just like a a fifty fifty. Was when it, at least what it was when he first was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, all right. Those are some good uh, takes, David. What you got? Uh, so as I mentioned, I had the same one as Ryan with the 400 batting average, but um, on a more specific player level, I'm thinking that Edwin Diaz, after his disastrous year with the Mets last year, will be a top five closer in Major League Baseball this season. Okay. Uh, um, so ERA, that's not, David. That's not that hot. Come on, guy. It's got to be. It's got to be the number one closer, not just the top five. You get. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He had a five fifty nine ERA last year, yes. but he still he still struck out thirty nine percent of the batters he faced. Jeez. So I'm saying Edwin's coming back. He's going to put the league on notice, and will be you know if top five isn't hot enough, I'll say he'll be a top three closer in the league. This All season. right. So what you're saying yeah. is he strikes out a lot of guys, but he gives up a lot of bombs. Oh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> yes, that that's what was happening last season, and um, I think it was just the pressure of finally being anywhere that wasn't Seattle. Uh, getting used to the National League hitters at the same time. And I think yeah. this year he's going to piece it all back together. Yeah, he wow. can't groove any more fastballs. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Overall, I think this is going to be one of the most fun baseball seasons that we've yet to experience. I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, how good can it be if there's no fans? I, I don't really think that matters in the long run. Um, mm. I just think this year is going to almost be so bizarre to the point that it makes it super cool. And if uh, I don't know if that's a scalding hot take or not, but overall, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'd like to agree with that. I really would. Yeah. I think that there's so much like the players will want to do throughout this season because it's shortened and because mm-hmm. there is no fans. They're spread out, really. I think I read that they're going to be like a lot of them in the stands yeah, and only have like the starting nine guys in the dugout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to see them out there like the KBO of – putting all those stuffed animals in the stands. I like to see those guys just chilling out there with either <laughs> cutouts or animals just, just for the heck of it. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm so with here you. for it. I started to see uh, some of the stadiums uh, 
to try and recoup some lost revenue, they sold uh, cardboard cutouts to fans that they uh, printed out and put in seats. And uh, if a foul ball hits a seat that their cutout is in, uh, they'll box it up and send it to you, which I think is pretty interesting. That, okay, that's cool. How much is a seat? How much is a seat? I don't know. By Uh, a whole bench in left field. Yeah. (laughs) Like milestones if somebody's approaching, you know, their 400th home run or something, just by the entire outfield. It's all you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, geez. Or be like, uh, what's his name? Zach Hample. Just be ball Yeah. That guy's got like thirty thousand something baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I think like what's his big accomplishments? I know he caught A Rod's uh, home run, the three thousandth hit. I think he caught Mike Trout's first home run. He yeah, those are the two I know. Yeah. Was it A was it you say A Rod's three thousandth? Yeah. Yeah. Like that he went to like a like an, a military game that he wasn't yeah. supposed to have a ticket to. I did see that. Like <laughs> And caught a ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy is something else. He'll do anything for uh, for it, uh, the clout. Um, yeah, really? <laughs> um, but, yes, I think this season is going to be so fun, and that is my first hot take for the 2020 season. I'm saying we're going to have a tie for a division title and a three-way tie for a wild card spot. I think that would be the most exciting possible thing that could happen, a three-way tie. So the five teams will tie for playoff spots. I think that, in conjunction with everything else, would just make the playoffs the most exciting thing that could possibly happen. With that, I'd like to see the Rockies not being in a wild card spot this year. I'd like them <laughs> to see them actually make it. <laughs> yeah, I am a uh, Washington Nationals fan. I am from the D.C. area originally. Oh, you guys got a championship. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is I went to the wild card game, and that was the most fun experience I've ever okay. had. I bet that was sick. Yeah. I, I was uh, – me and my dad were right next to each other, and I'm hitting him as hard as I can when Soto got the hit. <laughs> he's just like, all right, I got it. I got it. I get it. He hit it far. Come on. <laughs> um, and then uh, – so here is probably the hottest take I'll have. Jose Martinez leads the AL in home runs with 26. Ooh. David, I can see it. David's been talking big stuff about Jose Martinez, and <laughs> I agree. Watching him mash baseballs is a scary sight, and I think being in that DH role, he doesn't have to worry about the outfield anymore. Uh, I think he's just going to tear this league up for uh, the two-month period. See, I thought of, I almost said one of those is mine. I was going to say something about Pete Alonso hitting like thirty-two, like something like a stupid number. Yeah. <laughs> But that, like, like you said earlier about being the most entertaining season, like that would just stack on to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. guy literally hit a home run every other game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that would literally be like one every what six, seven at bats. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's just dumb. Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine just, the Barry Bonds. Uh, I finally got around to watching the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. I watch it. Oh. It's pretty good. Yes. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it was fun. Jeez. And then here's my last hot take. Jose Barrios and Hugh Darvish lead their respective leagues in strikeouts. Both these guys are nasty, and I think the Cubs will finally get uh, some (laughs) payment for that big deal they got, they gave him. I can can support that. I posted a video recently of Hugh Darvish. He threw like a 93-mile-an-hour sinker, and that just made me want to throw up. 
<laughs> thinking about stepping into the box to that is just like just break the bat before I even step in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, I was. Uh, I saw this on recently on a Today in Baseball History. Nolan Ryan was in the midst of throwing one of his no hitters for the California Angels, and he it was the ninth inning with two outs, and the last batter walked up with a a uh, a table leg in his hands. <laughs> It's That's awesome. <laughs> he went down to the clubhouse and broke a table, and he walked up to the play with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Why did I? Why have I never heard of that? You got to look it up. It's fantastic. That's so cool. Like, give him a chuckle on the mound. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> all right, I've got it. I've got it in the bag. <laughs> yeah, he just like pegs him. Jeez, just, like yeah. not thinking about it. Didn't even mean to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee. All right, so I think that wraps up our hot takes for the 2020 season. Now we're going to move on to some trivia with the goal always being to stump David and our guests like Ryan. So how many innings was the longest game in the 21st century? 21st century? Ooh. That is a tough one. It's pretty much just a toss-up. Yeah. I'm going to say 18. Nope. I'll say 21st century, 21 innings. Close. The answer is 22. Mm. <laughs> it's this this game was played on april 17th 2008 versus the it was played in san diego and their opponents were the colorado rockies the first run of the game was not scored until the 14th inning as the final score was two to one uh both teams scored in the 14th with the first run of course coming on a bases loaded walk um <laughs> The most boring game ever. Yeah, there was in, in 22 innings, so 44 half innings, there were a total of 25 hits and a total of three runs scored. Oh, uh, I would have left. I would have left after five. Yeah, the game <laughs> didn't end until 1.20 local time, which would have been 4.20 Eastern time, which is ridiculously early. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki actually knocked in the winning run in the 22nd inning in his 10th plate appearance of the game. 10th of the day. You know, <laughs> what, do you know what he went that day? He went two for eight. Godly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, – We pad those stats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knocked in you know, Tavares, who was three for ten. Wow. <laughs> You know, beat the streak. Somebody probably picked somebody, and they went zero for ten. That'd be good. that'd be oh. grounds for throwing your phone through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh Let's my. See. Uh, somebody went zero for seven. Brad Hop went zero for seven, but he did get an. That's RPI. a name. How many Ks? <laughs> he struck out four times. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the golden sombrero right there. All right, so that brings about our draft. What are the worst hours of the day? <laughs> mm. So, Ryan, being as our guest for the day, we'll let you have the first overall pick in our three-round draft. First, okay. I'm going to say probably like 3 in the afternoon. I'd say like 3 p.m. Oh, and I say that because, for one, it's the hottest part of the day. Two – when I when, like when I'm at work and a lot of people are at work, you come back for lunch. Even if you have a late lunch around like one o'clock, you get back around two. You go an hour and then you look at the clock and you're like, God, like two I'm more never hours out of here. Yeah. 
and, and like you just want like a nap if you had like a big lunch. It's just uh, I want nothing to do with exactly. <laughs> I don't care how much you love your job. When you look up and you see it's three p.m., it's the worst feeling. <laughs> You've had a big lunch. You're already tired. You have two more hours that you have to be there. You no, it's just yeah. not a good rest of the day. <laughs> No, all right, that's a solid first overall pick. David, what'd you got? Uh, that was going to be mine, but my second pick is actually 3 a.m. for a number of reasons. <laughs> number one, just like when I'm doing schoolwork or uh, writing or anything like that, I have a rule that nothing good is written after 3 a.m., and you should shut it down and just go to bed. <laughs> and number two, I was thinking, about like when you're when you're out with friends and it's like around 2:45 and somebody suggests like yeah like let's go do something else and you're just like nah man like no. I, I gotta go home yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, like it is morning now like the, the night is done I want to go home so like I'll, I don't I'll care. use 3 a.m. as my first pick <laughs> like I don't care if we meet Tom Brady I'm going home <laughs> <laughs> yes. ex exactly um, two solid. Uh, first round picks. Unfortunately, both of you are wrong. The, of course, wow. correct pick is 4 a.m. Uh, if you are <laughs> up at 4 a.m., something has gone drastically wrong in your day. <laughs> Either you are up ridiculously early for something you don't want to go to, or you are up ridiculously late, and all you want to do is just go to bed, but you can't. It is 4 a.m., mm. and it, that is but... creeping further and further into your head. And you just don't want to be up anymore. It's 4 a.m. That's a good pick. You start hearing the birds chirp outside. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. 4 a.m. for me, it's like I went out with my buddies, you know, before the whole pandemic uh, in St. Louis for a bachelor party. And we left, like, this bar at 3.30, which already sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and we waited for 30 minutes for this Uber to pick us up. They didn't show up. So yeah. it's 4 a.m. Yeah. And yeah. my buddies, because it's his bachelor party, you know, he's a little intoxicated. And he was like, let's go to the Arch. No, let's go home. <laughs> I don't want to be out anymore. Only like, bad things happen yes. if you go to the St. Louis Arch at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, God. Did you I go, know. though? Oh, no. I, like, yeah. grabbed him and pulled him into the first Uber that we could get. <laughs> he Jeez. was uh, he was fully ready to just go out for the rest of the night yeah yeah the second i got him in bed though passed out oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, nothing will keep him awake after that no <laughs> all right ryan second round selection second round oh man so for me 3 p.m sucks i would say does it have to be on the hour exactly no, just like that hour block. So okay, okay, okay. 4 a.m. to 4.59 a.m. I'm going to say 6 a.m. Just because for a lot of us, that's you're waking up around 6, 6.30 for work in the morning. And especially if it's a Monday, it's just a sluggish morning. And you yeah. don't – like you get up and you have to go turn the shower on and you still got sleep all in your eyes and you're just trying to wake up. So the first hour, it's just is the worst feeling. Yeah, no, the feeling of sleep in your eyes. I'm the worst morning person you'll find. Um, mm. So for me, nothing is better than working at home uh, because all I have to do is set my alarm for when I have to start. 
and mm-hmm. I just roll over in my bed and just start open the laptop. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, but yeah, 6 a.m. How many tournaments have I driven to at 6 a.m.? Too many. A lot. Yeah. Right? Too many. <laughs> David, what you got? Running with the, just the same theme of work and having to get ready for it. Uh, as I was walking to work, um, this past winter at like 7:45 in the mm. morning, and it was just freezing in Pittsburgh, and there like the ground would be slushy and gross, mm. and everybody you passed on the street was just miserable. I realized that was probably one of my least favorite times of the day, right around 7:45. <laughs> and it's also windy as can be in Pittsburgh, and that's just hitting you right in the face, and yep, mm. uh, waking you up whether you want it to or not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it that is a horrendous feeling. I support that wholeheartedly. So my second round selection is going to be 2 p.m. I usually eat lunch around noon, and I'm usually done around uh, 12.30. And so that makes me working until 5.30, a horrible experience. So when I see 2 p.m., <laughs> that makes it feel horrible because 2 p.m. is still very far away from 5.30 and I want to take a nap because I eat the big lunches and yeah. Oh, I completely understand. I'm like, I'm on a streak right now. I've had Chipotle for lunch every day at work for the last 22 days. Oh, oh my apologies or my condolences. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, no. It's, it's totally fine. Like I've gotten the same thing too. That's where people are like, why? Yeah. I was just going to ask good. if you were switching it up. Nope. <laughs> well, what same. are you getting? I get a steak burrito, and I get, like, rice, pinto beans, uh, and cheese in there, and I'll double wrap it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, that makes me understand where you're coming from because I try and have a lunch later, like, more towards 1, one thirty, and then once you finish that, it's like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, that yeah that's a lot of carbs, man. Jeez. How do you do that every day? time like i understand going to like the same restaurant doing the same thing every time but if i had to eat the same thing at the same restaurant 22 days in a row i don't know if i could do that i i honestly don't know if it's uh if it's like a i really enjoy it thing or if it's me and my brother because me and him both done the exact same thing because we uber eat it like to work yeah and we're like, do, do we want to keep the streak going or do we want to get something else? Because it's like, that's 22 days. That's almost a month straight. Yeah. I mean, it's over a month because it was only, you know, it's five days or whatever for work. But like, do we keep going or just end it? Yeah. Dude, you can even make that, uh, make that party like your content. It's like, uh, just throw it on your story. We need Chipotle for the 23rd time in a row. <laughs> I actually, I did post it, uh, not yeah yesterday and chipotle like replied to it was like let's keep it going (laughs) (laughs) it's like you got it don't worry (laughs) yes sir i love that (laughs) all right who's up i think i just went so ryan okay last hour i'm gonna say i would do that like 11 p.m because it's such it's an hour that like when you're awake you're like okay do i want to stay up and do something or do I want to go to bed? It's more of like a like for school for me. Eleven o'clock would come around, and I'd be like, "It's the best." Do I want to write this essay, <laughs> or do I want to go to bed and save myself? And then I would end up staying up. But yeah, 
it's just like that's like an hour for me that it's like I could do either way, which makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me personally, uh, some of my most favorite nights started around 11 p.m. Um, on the weekends. Yes. So I don't know. That's a tough one for me, but I understand where you're coming from. During the week at 11 p.m. is mm-hmm. that, that, that's a no go. <laughs> a weekend's a whole whole different thing. Oh yes. That's yes. when the night begins is 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, what you got? Last pick. I'll go 11 a.m. Usually by 11 a.m. I'm super hungry at work. I yes. just want to get to lunch and like grinding out that last hour, completing Dang. that last task is always such a pain where I'm going to go with 11 a.m. for mine. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a good value pick right there. I was going to go that. Yeah. <laughs> like Today sucks because I didn't even eat a lunch. I just rolled through it straight yeah. from eight to four because That's I thought brutal. we were, he said we were going to get off early. <laughs> so I got back and like tried to get my work done as quick as possible. It ended up taking way longer than it should have. <laughs> and I left like almost when we would have left to begin with. So when we left, I was dying. I yeah. had to go get food. All right. So my last selection playing off the 11 AM, I'm going to have, 10 a.m. I think Mm. uh, that's pretty equally bad. It's around that middle area of you're almost to lunch, but you're almost not to lunch. And um, (laughs) if if, if you're having a slow morning uh, at work and you look up and it's 10 a.m., it's going to (laughs) be another two hours, three hours. That's like you literally look up and you're like, oh, (laughs) only 10. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so that ends that segment. Now we're going to go on to one of my favorite parts of the show, the song lyric of the day. So, David, what is your song lyric you brought? Um, So, of course, baseball is coming back soon, and so are the rest of sports, including basketball, which I am really looking forward to. Very excited to see how that turns out. So I went with a basketball lyric on this baseball podcast today, and it's Lil Uzi Vert on Homecoming. I turn to the boss, can't deal with no middleman. Anthony Davis, don't deal with the Pelicans. Um, <laughs> I just thought that that's what, like, <laughs> like, I don't even really know what that means. I guess like, I can't deal with birds, <laughs> something like that. But like, I think it's hilarious. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I went with today. That's yeah. great. Yeah, no, it's sometimes baseball. It's whatever we want to talk about. And, yeah, that yeah. whole Anthony Davis thing, he's just like, nah, I'm not playing for you guys anymore. Yeah, you can't deal with the Pelicans, man. He just got out of there. He just, like, ghosted them. Like, yep. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Ryan, what you got? Okay, so I – surprisingly, I did a Lil Uzi song as well. Oh, nice. Um, and the lyric that I got is when he says, in reality, I'm 5'4", stand on my money, now I'm 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> yes. Now, the reason I chose this is because I was watching a YouTube video with my brother on the way to work the other day where somebody measured out how much money that would be. <laughs> and it ended up being like $4,480,000. <laughs> like in a little square that he'd be standing on. Yeah. But – this made me think more because in, a, in the uh, Young Thug song, uh, the, was it the London? Travis Scott says 6 1 on my money, 9 2. So naturally, <laughs> I did the math in that and I took what it was for Lil Uzi and I was like, let me figure this out. Yeah, divide, so, see how much it is for one inch. And then, <laughs> so for Lil Uzi, it was 14 inches taller, and with Travis Scott, it was 37 inches taller. So it ended up being 
uh, like eleven million eight hundred and forty thousand dollars. <laughs> that, <laughs> that high school, school, that high school math coming into play. That's where it's coming in, right there. <laughs> I love that. Jeez, I put way way more thought into it than I should have. It just kept coming to me the more I thought about it. Now, <laughs> was that assuming one hundred dollar bills or? Yes. Okay. So can you do the, you should, I need to do the math on uh, singles, $5, $10, $20. Like you gotta, you gotta give us more than just the hundreds. So actually I think it, you just have to divide it by a hundred, right? Multiply by a hundred. Multiply. Cause like you're getting smaller. Actually, no. Yeah. Divide. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I, <laughs> I didn't do well. Never mind. <laughs> There's that high school math out the window. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Miss Flynn. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is it divided? Like, I guess it's like, what is it? You divide by like a hundred because a hundred dollar bill, yeah, to a one dollar bill, yeah. So So it'd be like what a hundred thousand or something, hundred eighteen thousand, yeah, hundred and yeah, hundred eighteen thousand, like four hundred dollars, yeah, okay. So, yeah, like, um. Yeah, there could be like a wide range of how much money he actually has. He's he just actually standing on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a, that's a quality lyric. That's one of my uh, favorites whenever that comes around on the song. <laughs> All right, so here is my song lyric of the day. It comes from Fleetwood Mac's song, uh, Dreams. So the th- lyric is, thunder only happens when it's raining. And the reason I chose that is because that leads right into our trending Twitter topic, which is summertime in three words. And so my summertime in three words is humidity and thunderstorms. Wow. Uh, that, that, that's how I would describe summertime in three words. Uh, the Pittsburgh area is famous for its thunderstorms. We had one earlier today, and uh, I thought the sky was falling. <laughs> so who, uh, anybody have... What, how would you describe summertime in three words? Too damn hot. Too damn hot. That, that could be it. That, <laughs> because, <laughs> like, where I'm at, the humidity is so bad that, like, our heat index yesterday was 105. Oh, my God. And it was only, like, maybe 92 degrees, which, I mean, that's still hot, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, 105, it's just dry, not dry heat, like, just making you sweat because of the humidity, it was even worse. Yeah, geez. I played on a high school field. Uh, it was all turf. It was mm. all turf. And um, so, yeah, the heat index, like your feet are burning by the end of the seven. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, That summer I played in Colorado, we played uh, in Parker, and we played on a turf field. It was 103 degrees outside, and <sighs> they, they didn't put water in our coolers. <laughs> so we That's like, like a I, crime. Yeah, like it was <laughs> off. I broke like seven cleats on the bottom of mine because they melted. Like yeah. the rubber melted because my pitchers were not good. <laughs> and it was, it felt like we were out there like 25 minutes per inning. Oh my and the gosh. heat's just radiating off of this turf. I was out there dying. <laughs> In between games, we, we went to the closest gas station, which was like 30 minutes away, Jeez. and picked up just like six gallons of water. Yeah, naturally were like seven dollars a piece because the only one they had was like the electrolyte water, which was. Yeah, that, that I was so done. <laughs> I didn't even care at that point. I was sweating so bad. I was like, just give me it. 
<laughs> All right, uh, David, do you have a summertime in three words for us? Uh, summertime. It's baseball season, yes. I guess. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'll, I'll go with those three. Um, that's my favorite part of summer, and that's what it is. It's baseball season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. That is a fantastic way to end the show. It is baseball season. Sorry, I broke it up into four words. It's baseball season. And so thank you so much to David, as always, for joining the show. And especially big thanks to Ryan. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I've had a blast, really. This has been fun. I've really enjoyed coming on here. So, yeah, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to join you. Of course, of course. That's our goal. Always have fun and have meaninglessness. Of course. <laughs>